Welcome, this is the Change Creator Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Change Creator Podcast show. Excited to have you here. Hope everybody is doing well. Um, if you missed last the last episode, it was with Jennifer Priest. Um, she's a rock star in the Pinterest space, so we spoke a lot about a lot of good stuff in there, and I think you get a lot of good insights, not just about Pinterest, but marketing in general, too. I think you'll get some good golden nuggets. So swing back through if you haven't heard it yet and check that out when you have some time. Today, we're going to be talking with J.V. Crum. He is the host of The Conscious Millionaire Show with over 12 million monthly listeners in 190 countries. Um, Season six of his network has a total of over 2,000 episodes, which is really impressive. And he's been on top 100 many, many times. He's a serial entrepreneur, speaker, coach, all that good stuff. Also, he's authored the book, um, which was a number one bestseller on Amazon when it launched called Conscious Millionaire, Grow Your Business by Making a Difference. Um, So we're going to learn a lot from JV Crum. We'll tap into his experience in podcasting and speaking and just in general, his business expertise on scaling up to that seven figure space. All right, guys. So don't forget to stop by changecreator.com. We have a lot of fresh content flowing out there and you can still get on the wait list for the Captivate Method. Our community of incredible entrepreneurs, this just might be the perfect tribe for you to get involved with. Community is just so powerful in growing our businesses. You really just, you can't see that value until you get in there and you start getting all the insights, feedback, networking. We've literally had people start new products and companies together once they've met which is really exciting to see. Um, And they're just scaling up their businesses through the power of their marketing, which is grounded in really great storytelling. So if you're ready to supercharge your marketing with storytelling so you can build trust and get more of those buyers, um, stop by and sign up on that wait list. All right, guys, we're going to dive into this conversation with JV, uh, but don't forget to stop by iTunes. Leave us a review. We really appreciate your support and your feedback. Okay, show me the heat. I know you're going to dig this. JV, welcome to the Change Creator Podcast show. How you doing today? Yeah, well, I'm excited to be here, Adam. You know, uh, we were talking, chatting before we started that I recently was in Aspen. I live in Denver and I had a really not good fall on black ice and I have torn my left tricep and it seems impossible, but actually pulled some of the bone out from my left elbow. And so the the only thing I can say is however that sounds to you, that's how it feels, right? <laughs> sounds and I, terrible. And, I, and I'm in a six-week brace to keep my arm, uh, left arm straight. So, you know, little things like cooking, uh, like all of a sudden I have really sharp shears because I can't hold a fork and then cut the the meat. Mm. And uh, and I'm just saying, I want to assure you, if you've never tried to do that, it's really hard to dry yourself when you get out of the shower with one arm. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's like all these things that we take for granted. Now, what's really interesting is that, you know, within about a half, I almost fainted. Somebody helped me to a chair, you know, got me into a restaurant and, you know, from the impact of that. But then as soon as I started processing it, I was immediately grateful, even amid all of this, 
because I would, gosh, you had really very little control over what happened. You know, it's like all of a sudden I was on an ice skating rink that was slightly wet and, and you know, I could have broken my hip. I could have broken, you know, uh, an, an ankle or a wrist or dislocated my shoulder or worse, hit my head. And God knows what would have happened from that. <laughs> you know, so I'm going not pleasant. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying it's not, it's pleasant, but I'm actually grateful that it's not other things, you know, because, and, and of course now we're having snowstorms and I'm like paranoid to walk on the snow, yeah. uh, you know, out in the parking lot. Cause I'm going, Oh, that's how it all happened to begin with. I'm going, every step is very carefully placed right now. <laughs> I don't blame you. You got to be careful. And I, um, I've had my fair share of broken bones and issues. So I, I know the, um, struggle of dealing with yeah. it and, and your everyday habits and life change. <laughs> yeah. We, we really don't even think about how, how much, uh, life is, how easy life actually is until all of a sudden, you know, half of your capacity to pick up things and everything. Yeah, just bringing the groceries in this week. It wasn't that I bought the whole Whole Foods. It was just that you can only pick up one bag in, in the right arm, bring it in, go back, get another bag. So, you know, it's been, a, it's been an interesting thing. But, you know, this is part of being an entrepreneur because all this stuff happens in your business as well. And I think the most important thing to remember about being an entrepreneur is that we're human beings were people going through this experience people yeah. with families or children or you know spouses and and all these different things and then something happens like this and you go wow this was believe me this week was you know i, I think we might put it at 30 percent productive for the whole week mm. you know but it, it is what it is it is what it is and i said you're, i'm sleeping 12 hours a night because my body just needs to rest but this is part of being an entrepreneur because all this has to be integrated in you still have sales cycles you still have you know in my case six days a week of podcasts thank god we're four months ahead um you know but you know uh clients to meet with meet next week i've got a meetup to go to yeah. and you know and you and you still have to figure all that out yeah and absolutely it, hey let me i want to just give everybody a quick rundown um you know uh, just to add on to the intro and stuff and get a little more of a sense just you know why you got into podcasting and oh, yeah. um, how you scaled it to such a significant size so i just maybe just give a little background of where that all started yeah, so I actually started on the other side of the microphone. I was at a conference in 2013, met Jamie Masters, who has Eventual Millionaire, and this was June, and she says, oh, I'd like to interview you. And I, you know, barely knew what a podcast was, and I said, yeah, sounds great. And then she interviewed me, and it came out in September, and within three days, I had phone calls I must have given out my phone number or something at any rate uh, and had $23,000 worth of coaching business. And I said to myself, well, this sounds like I need to be on more podcasts. Yeah. And so I reached out and found podcasts and got on podcasts. And then there's a summit that no longer exists called New Media Summit. Uh, and it was really great. It was always the first weekend of uh, January in Las Vegas. And I went to that and I had my book that was coming out in the fall of 2014. So I had pre-pub, what are called pre-pub 
uh, samples and it's ones that are sent to publishers um, and reviewers and the back of it is uh, the back is different for the rest of the books the same so I took a case of them and my whole outcome for new Mo- new media summit was to get on as many podcasts as I could yeah however by the end of the first night in the pre-party and talking to a lot of people who had podcasts and I'd already registered so I I saw that every one of the breakout sessions had one breakout session on podcasting and I just had this intuitive, oh, wow, I'm doing a podcast. So I went to all of those and I told my team when I got back, I'm going to do a podcast. Now, just because of life, I didn't start recording until July uh, July 8th of 2014. And I told my team, I said, I don't know why, but I'm really supposed to do this and it's just going to be huge. And I don't even know how that happens. <laughs> but I was right. Uh, I started recording. We were going to launch in a month. It's interesting. I've done seven podcasts now, and none of them have launched on the date I predicted. They always launch about a month later, but they were all successful. So, folks, I I coined a, a realization that don't launch until you're ready. So I didn't launch until September 16th. But by that time, I, I there must be some record. I mean, there's some people who do like two minute podcasts so they can say they have a lot of podcasts. But I mean, these were all real interviews. Yeah. And I had six, 62 interviews in the can. And I planned to launch two days a week. But when I sat down, I said, gosh, I'm going to have a lot of really unhappy people that are coming out nine months from now. (laughs) Uh, They probably aren't going to like that. And so I launched five days and very quickly got to seven. And the second month, I had 150,000 downloads. And uh, which most people, if they had that in a year, they'd be ecstatic. Yeah. And and so then it grew. Now we have between our radio show, our podcast, downloads, streams, 190 countries. We have 12 million listeners a month. And it just, it grew exponentially. And I really think it was because it was a message that the world was ready to hear that let's build high profit businesses that make a positive impact. Let's make a difference in what we're doing. It's not just about transactions and how many boxes we can sell or how many units we can sell. It's about really transforming other people's lives and being fulfilled and happy uh, and getting freedom that we're wanting in the process. And and it just seemed like that was a magic formula that people were ready to move beyond let's just make money, which is, you know, kind of vapid, actually. And let's let's make money and a lot of it. But let's make money by doing something that is going to help other people, transform them, fulfill us. And we're going to become happy and get the freedom we wanted in the process. To me, that's the best of all worlds. Yeah. When And when did the uh, when did you start that podcast? I mean, you're doing what you said? I think it's tw- 12 million people a month or something like that yeah so it launched september 16th 2014 so we're in our sixth season now um and this season we're doing six days a week so my joke is i've become a slacker i don't do sunday um (laughs) but if i could come back i just seen you know it's just like oh we're in a good rhythm this works and one day a week is solo and that's uh, my saturday show which is my mindset show and it's about 10 minutes um, and I think people like it because you can, you know, go to the gym, run your errands, you can listen to it in a short period of time. And it's just designed to help you get that mindset that makes the difference in really, you know, s- growing and scaling your business. Yeah, yeah. 
So, and I'm curious, um, you know, over, over time, like what were some of the steps that you took? Because, you know, I mean, I, we run a, a podcast for, for social impact and stuff like that, but I sure as heck don't see 12 million people a month. So there must be some secret sauce behind it that maybe a couple tips you can share with people. Yeah. So, um, I'm a numbers geek. Um, my background, you know, includes three graduate degrees, a master's in clinical psych, tax law, and um, and an MBA. So uh, the tax law is is pretty unique in that most lawyers don't like numbers at all. Uh, and uh, and I love numbers. So uh, the first year alone, I would wake up during the night. I checked my numbers twelve to fifteen times a day. And so I knew the patterns and I knew that if something wasn't hitting the pattern, that something was off. And I would go in and I would just look at my tweets. I'd look at what was going on. We'd make adjustments. I would try marketing ideas. And within a week, I would make new changes. So I I spent a year figuring out how to even write my tweets. So I think because I looked at it as an experimental lab and I was just driven by the numbers, like what will make the numbers increase? And I just kept trying and trying and trying things. And now the, this last year, I, I made more changes in the show that I've made like maybe in the prior five years. So I think part of it is that I look at this as a craft and every literally my my typical recording day is I do six shows and and we have an hour block for each show. Yeah. And um, the recording time for each show is 37 minutes. So I do really well with that. But every show, literally every show, I ask myself, how can I make this show, this episode better than anything I've ever recorded? So rather than just saying, hey, we're doing well. I'm like in a mode of constant improvement and always wanting to up level it and asking, how can I get more value? You know, I email my people. I, I, I'm this last six months. Most of my clients have come from me doing ads, uh, experimenting. One of the new things that I've been doing that's worked really well is I do a call to action and I give people my cell phone and I say, text me, Mm. you know, right now I've got three people, uh, that I've, got to set up appointments with that have texted me in the last two days. Uh, and I'll say, you know, if you want to get to your first million, text your name and first million, and then I'll, you know, write back and ask for their URL. And and it's actually me. And I actually had somebody this last week who says, I think this is a scam. And I wrote him back and I said, what are the odds it's a scam when you heard me say it on my own show? <laughs> and they, right. And they wrote back and they said, well, that's a good point. Here's my humor. <laughs> like but I've had people that I've just picked up the phone and called and they go, oh, my God, I can't believe it's you. And I said, yeah, I said it was my cell phone. You know, that's that's exactly what it is. So I'm just trying out different things uh, to engage. I think that I have so many people ask me, where's the money in podcasting? And most people think the money's in a different place. So we more than cover our costs. And I have two full-time people from our advertisements, from our sponsors. 
But that's not the real money. That's covering the cost and making a little money. The real money is in your relationships. And it's two kinds of relationships. And you and I have talked about this. Yeah. Uh, one relationship is with the guests and the other relationship is with the listeners. So the only reason someone would text me is that I've built a relationship with them. Right. So throughout my show, I will talk to the audience. I'll go, you may be wondering, you know, you may be, um, you know, feeling like maybe this is a bit too much too quickly. So let's break it down. And so I'm having a dialogue with them, not just with my guests and building a building relationship, which I genuinely want to do because I happen to like building relationships. And then with the. uh, the guests, as you know, we're, we're already talking about maybe we could do an affiliate operation. Every stage I get on comes from the guests. Every, you know, I have a joint venture I've put together with another guest that we're launching in a month. Uh, the affiliate relationships, guests become clients. Right. Uh, so it's all in the relationships. That's where the money is. And, and that's where, where I think the money generally is if you really want to scale something. Yeah, I think that's great feedback. And, you know, I hear and I'd like to hear your input. I know you've had a lot of success with it, but I hear a lot of uh, entrepreneurs in early stages who do not have any revenue streams established yet. You know, everyone's excited. They're inspired. They see people doing podcasts. They see people blogging and doing, you know, putting it's so easy now. I can put up my own website and all this stuff. And they're like, all right, I'm going to start a podcast. I got to write. I'm going to do guest posting. And I mean, would you recommend starting the podcast as part? Like, what's the the sequence of operations yeah. based on your yeah, experience? Like, would you wait? Yeah, that's such a fantastic question. Well, I actually have a nine part, um, nine step uh, process for building a podcast, and I call it a growth engine podcast. So, first, let's talk about why I chose that as the title. Is that from a business perspective? If you have a business, the reason to create a podcast is it's going to be one of your growth engines. And where most people fail at that is they haven't yet refined their business model. And as a result, their podcast isn't refined. So the step two is to integrate it into your business model. But if you haven't done the business model precisely, it's very hard to know what your podcast is or why you would want to choose one topic or problem over another. So let's talk about the business model. And the business model, what I've learned is Most people, especially if they're stuck in the five figures or they're in the six and they can't get to the seven figure. I mean, at at Conscious Million, our focus mainly on six figure entrepreneurs who want to get to that seven and seven that want to add another million. That's who I tend to work with. But the, the whether you're in five or six, usually you can't answer these three questions in one sentence. And so it's really boiling it down to the essence. What is your one market? What is your one problem? And what is your one solution? And when you can get that down to one, you know, if you really want to be have a big answer to sentences. So something really short and precise, you don't yet know your business model. And what I find is that people who are who are floundering, who are not really frustrated in getting ahead, when I look at their business model, 
they're trying to do too many things. They're trying to work with three or four different markets. They're trying to solve multiple problems, and they have a slew of solutions for them. <laughs> and, I'm, and so I want you to think about these are two companies that I do business with as a customer. Um, beyond that, I don't have any relationship with them, so I have no reason to promote them. But it's lead pages and click funnels. Yeah. Both lead pages and click funnels, both of which I think do a, a great job at what they do, got to eight figures very, very quickly. So $10 million in revenue by doing only one thing. Now, it's interesting to me, just as a comment, that lead pages has started doing more and click funnels has started doing even more. And frankly, I think it's a mistake. I think that they know what they're in the business to do. And I think you ought to just do that. But my point is they got to, you know, 10 million in revenue. Lead pages just created more and more lead pages where you go in, you you plug in your words and um, and then people you send people there and it tags tags them or puts them into your CRM. That's all they do. Click funnels, it's a series of pages that are that you build that take people through a sales process. That's what they do. Right. And so what is really important is to figure out well what is that hot button problem that you want to solve and then what's the solution. Now I want to add a piece because there's a little different approach at Conscious Millionaire than traditional business. Traditional business, what I learned in my MBA is you go out and you look at the marketplace first and find out a problem that hasn't been solved or solved as well as you could. But I don't really think that's the way to start. If you want to build a purpose-driven business that's going to fulfill you and, and you see that this is part of your vision for being on the planet, you need to figure out what difference you want to be making. And the easy way to fit that into the formula is you're just starting at a different place because that's really the solution. So the difference you want to make in the world is the solution you're providing. And then you go out and find out, look at, okay, well, there are multiple markets who have a problem that that's the solution for. And then you look at the markets and you go, well, which one of these markets, there's three criteria that I like to use. One, which one of them has the problem showing up in a way that excites you? I mean, some markets, you know, types of, uh, of uh, you know, people uh, or professions or businesses just don't excite you. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. don't choose that as the market you're going to work with because you're not going to be excited to get up in the morning. Second, do they really have a burning desire to solve this problem? Now, this is a very important point. People can have a huge problem that they actually aren't motivated to solve. And the easy way to understand that is we've all had a friend or a family member, because we're kind of stuck with some of those people, right? I'm just saying it, who complain endlessly about an obvious problem. But they're really identified with the problem and they just want to complain about it. <laughs> they really don't want to solve it. 
those make lousy customers because they actually have no motivation to change. And then the third thing is they either have to right now have the financial capabilities or right now have access. Access could be a credit card. Access could be somebody who could loan them money. But they either have the money or access right now so that they can comfortably buy what it is that you have to sell at the price point that you've determined you want to sell it. And that price point should be some fraction of the return on the investment they're going to get from buying it for you. So that's a whole formula in in how to come up with that price. I have a six-part formula. It's a little more than we can cover today. But, (laughs) But the point is, is the problem showing up in that market in a way that excites you? Are they motivated so it's a real hot button emotionally to move forward? And do they have the money to pay you? And are there then, you know, plenty of those people, because here's the secret. You want to choose where you want to be financially three years from now. And you want to choose one market that can take you there. Because people go, oh, well, in six months, I'll add another market. No, that's the fallacy of thinking I need all these markets. You need one market. And you need to be able to stay with them for three years. And imagine if you are selling them more and more to that same market, how much you're going to learn about that market. You're going to become a world-class expert in that market. And as, and as a result, you're going to learn how to message exactly what they need to hear. Do they need to hear the word happy because that's really important to them? Do they need to hear the word freedom because that's really important to them? Do they need to hear the phrase pain-free because you're doing something to get pain, yeah. pain away from? What do they need to hear? The best way to learn that is that you've spent a lot of time with them, spent a lot of time surveying them, spent a lot of time in conversations with them, meet them at events. But that's the beauty of having one focused market is that you're really going to drill down. And now your landing pages, your website, your emails are all messaged to that one market. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly it. And then getting that clarity is, is key. And, and I think I want to add something to that market discovery, which is, you know, you talk about going out there and saying what what market shows the problem in a way that excites you. And I think that there's p- part of this process is also understanding yourself, right? Just right. kind of like, yeah. where do you want to, yeah. what kind of person do you want to be? What kind of life do you want to live? And then you start, you start really becoming more original too, too, because now you're leaning into um, something that is unique to yourself, your story and who you are. And you put that into that business and it's so saturated out here today that it just becomes helpful uh, to make you original. And then you wake up every day feeling good about what you're doing, right? Right, Exactly. And I I really think what you're talking about, Adam, is authenticity. Um, Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to someone uh, this week. I've done over 2000 episodes and we were talking about authenticity and he has a podcast as well. Mm. And and I said, you know, I've never had to even worry about anything I said because I just always say the truth about who I am. And for the most part, Conscious Millionaire as a brand is really just a statement about J.B. Crumb III and who I am and what my values are and what my message is and what the difference is I want to make in the world. So after 2,000 episodes, I'm not worried if somebody listened to all of them that they'd hear me saying inconsistent things because they wouldn't or saying something that you know, I had to worry about how I was framing it because I'm never even thinking about that. I just go, you know, this is what I'm thinking. These are my thoughts on it. It's like what we're doing today. Uh, 
it, it evolves over time, but it's always the same theme. It's always right. the same values. Right. And I think that's important for you that if you're having, if you feel like you're having to make up a brand, that's not authentic. Exactly. Crafting the brand, finding the right words and the right phrases, that's just about messaging. That's not taking away from authenticity. That's about connecting. But you've got to start with something that's core to who you are. And I would say that what's really core to Conscious Millionaire, and, and you think about even the brand Conscious Millionaire, is that I'm all about personal growth. I'm all about evolving my consciousness. I've lived at a Buddhist monastery to learn how to meditate. I, you know, right now I'm following Dr. Joe Dispenza and doing some of his work, you know, but. But I'm always about how do I uplift my consciousness, uplift the consciousness of other people? How can and to me, that's about respect as well. It's respecting each other for who we are as human beings right now on our journey. And then uh, I discovered for me, as much as I love personal development, if it isn't somehow connected to money, it doesn't excite me as much. So if we're so if we're just going to do personal development for the sake of personal development, it isn't quite as exciting to me as if we're going to do personal development and now we're going to be able to build our business better. And now we're going to put more money in the bank and make a bigger difference with our business. So I had to discover that that's my unique personality. And then there are other people who just do personal growth and it's only for the sake of personal growth, but that's their personality. That's their natural value system. Yeah. Well, and you know, I going just back to like, you know, the idea of everyone being busy starting is starting a podcast, a good idea for a startup and all that kind of stuff, especially just, you know, depending on when you do it. And I, I think that to your point, bringing up sure. the, mo- the money factor uh, just real quick is, you know, I think that people forget that they have to have a clear path towards establishing a revenue channel. They get excited right. about just content production. Well, they do, and and I, I want to circle back to that. I just want to make uh, one quick comment. Because I work in this conscious space, I mean, I never pick up the phone or get on a Zoom call or with anybody who isn't interested in making this a better world. Mm-hmm. So I don't attract people who just go, hey, give me the formula to put more money in the bank in three months, but that's it. They don't really care about the people they're helping. They're saying, hey, I just want more money. Uh, those people never even contact me, which is which is good. It means my marketing is working because I actually want them to go away because it's not the people that are my market. Right. But when we come back to the podcast, once you have clarification of your one market, one problem, one solution, once you're clear about that, because the podcast must mirror that. And that's where a lot of people, that's what I want to be clear about. That's where a lot of people go awry is they come up with some cool name. Uh, I do not think the name of the podcast is the place to start. I think designing the podcast is the place to start. And then you come up with the name, but they come up with some cool name. Hey, I'm going to do it on this. And I go, yeah, but how, how does that relate to your market? How does it relate to your business? So the podcast to be a growth engine must be able to fit inside your business model. And then my answer is, when should you start a podcast today? And that doesn't mean put out your first episode. I think it's going to take you a couple of a couple of months to really get it all put together right. Mm-hmm. Uh, about the fastest you can do that is a month, and then you've got to ask some people. You've got to get clarification of who your guests are. It's not just anybody; it's very specific. But. 
putting a podcast out, I think I have a book and, and I'm proud to say, because I'm a numbers geek, it was the number one book on Amazon, number one in 34 categories with 50,000 downloads in three days when I launched it. But that wow. was a that was a coordinated marketing effort. I wish I could say that just the name of the book attracted <laughs> all these people, but no, we marketed and it was a very carefully constructed marketing plan. But the point is my book came out and that gave me credibility. The biggest thing I got out of my book so far is that I met Ariana Huffington and um, and it was at an event and I orchestrated meeting her and I'd already signed the book to her and she looked at it for three to four seconds and it does have a fantastic cover. I mean, trust me, I paid for that cover. <laughs> I had three different cover designers before we got what I wanted. And she looked at me and she says, would you like to be a writer for me? As I like to say, I may not be the smartest kid in the in in the room, but I'm not the dumbest. Uh, I said yes, right? And in two weeks, I had my own column on the Huffington Post for three and a half years, purely off of my book. Mm, and I wouldn't have gotten it without the book. So the book really gives you credibility. But I don't think there's anything that will give you traction as quickly as having a podcast. It gives you access. I have so many A-level celebrity people in our in our world, you know, who have been on my podcast that I've built friendships with that I otherwise at most might have known them as a quote unquote student, not the same status. Right. As a, a podcast that's successful, all of a sudden you're in equal status. You're you're in one world, they're in another world, but the but you're acknowledging each other on the same level and and a lot of them have become good friends. I never would have had access to those people without the podcast. Yeah, I mean it, that that is one major benefit is building those relationships, also brand equity and things like that. I just I, I get nervous because there is a decent amount of planning and work behind a podcast. Uh, I have two full time people. There is exactly. a lot of work if you're going to pull off what I pull off. It's, and that's that's the challenge though, JV, is that people, especially when you're in your first couple years, they're like, I'm going to do all this work. Well, you know, Adam, that's a great point, and in fact, a reference that I said I just put together a deal with someone who was on my show, a joint venture deal. It's actually, we've already named it Podcast Gold, and it's where people can come have their podcast literally done for them, all the editing, all the uploading, and it's designed to monetize so that rather than focusing on doing what I did where you have 12 million listeners, because the likelihood you're going to duplicate that is not high, but that's not really what you want. What you really want is a podcast that gets out there and makes you money. Yes. And so we designed a whole program where where the target is to get your podcast to six-figure revenues from the podcast. And so if you want to know more about that or any of, any of my programs, I'm going to give you my cell phone. If you're at six figures, you want to get the first million, just just uh, send me a text. I'm going to give you the uh, phone number, first million and your name. And if you want to start a podcast and you want to do it in a way that you don't have to do most of the work and we're going to help you design it so you actually make money from it, that's podcast gold. So either send first million podcast gold, whichever you're interested in, both if you want both. Here's my cell phone, 303-641-641. 0401. 
So that's in Denver. It's the Mountain Time Zone. It's 303-641-0401. Just text me. I'd love to hear from you. And yes, as you already know from this call, I actually am the person who gets back with you. It's not an assistant. <laughs> it's me, and we'll be on the phone talking. Yeah. You know, it's funny that that happened to you. I Sometimes we have um, that, that program Drift on our site, um, or we did, and people can chat with you. And I would get, I have it on my phone. So if something important came up, I would respond and be, hey, you know, and and nobody would ever believe that it was actually me. <laughs> I was like, yes, it's actually Yeah, I, I, think, I think we've got so many bots in the world today that um that the natural the natural uh response is this is just a bot yeah exactly. and it's like no i don't do that because i value um i value the personal relationship it's all about me helping people you know build their businesses and build their lives and and that to me is is personal so i mean when i send out a broadcast email everybody knows it's a broadcast email you know it's got stuff at the bottom that says that and you can unsubscribe and all that but i i really put a lot of time into personal uh, contact with people yeah. and i think it makes a lot of difference yeah i think it's important too it's it's a powerful powerful and important part of any business well listen jv i want to be respectful of your time so i know you gave a shout out for uh, Uh, your podcasting program Um, where else can people just find your website and stuff I want to make sure you get a chance to shout that out yeah just go to consciousmillionaire.com in fact it's very easy to find me because I go by my name JV Crum and I was fortunate to get that so whether it's Instagram or Facebook or you know LinkedIn or Twitter it's at JV Crum and that's the way you can find me or you can just go to the website, ConsciousMillionaire.com. You'll see the podcast uh, tab. You can join on iTunes or Stitcher. I think at the present time, we're in 37 directories, 38 actually directories. Um, and so there's lots of ways to discover it that way. But that's the direct way. And, and again, if you want, you're at six figures and you want to get to first million, text me. And if you want to build a podcast gold, that's why we named it that way. So you're making money from it. Uh, just text me at three zero three zero. Sorry, three zero three six four one zero four zero one. I'd love to hear from you. Awesome! Thank you so much, JV. Appreciate your time today and all your uh, fabulous expertise. Keep up the amazing work. Well, Adam, it's my honor. And listen, just a big shout out. You're listening. You're listening to a great uh, podcast. You need to stay and keep (laughs) listening to this podcast. And I just want to challenge you today to take one thing we discussed today and put it into action in the next 24 hours. I love that. I love that takeaway. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, JV. That's all for this episode. Your next step is to join the change creator revolution by downloading our interactive digital magazine app for premium content, exclusive interviews, and more ways to stay on top of your game. Available now on iTunes and Google Play or visit changecreatormag.com. We'll see you next time where money and meaning intersect right here at the Change Creator Podcast.